Welcome to another episode of the Voice of Business podcast. We're your hosts, Kyle Jacobson and Eddie McBride. Our guest today is Lubbock Mayor Dan Pope. Mayor, thank you so much for joining us today. It's great to be with you. Thanks for having me. The uh, podcast is getting off to a good start. We've got a partnership with the Avalanche Journal. We really appreciate them uh, helping post our podcast and share them and make them available to a wider audience. So it's great to have them on board. So uh, again, thank you for joining us, Mayor. Thanks for doing this. I think it's a great idea. Yes, sir. Well, uh, we'll go ahead and kick things off with an issue that understandably became top of mind for a lot of people during last week's severe weather, uh, and that's the transition to ERCOT. Um, explain to the listeners a little bit about our transition to the ERCOT grid, and after last week, a little bit about what the city of Lubbock is needing to see from ERCOT in terms of reform and adjustments to make sure this is a worthwhile transition for the city. Yeah, good, good question. It's very topical. I'm glad to get a chance to talk about it. I think it's important maybe to rewind uh, to where we started. The city council spent, um, before my time, but spent most of all of 2014 and most of 2015 trying to decide what was next for us as it became, um, you know, as it regards to electrical supply, our contract, uh, our total requirements with contract with, with SPS was expiring and um, that was in front of them. And they ran down a bunch of different angles and did an RFP. I think it's important to remember that, that uh, our provider today, Excel um, Energy SPS, did not reply to that RFP. In fact, there was a legal battle being fought in state court uh, by one of their industrial users that in, in essence uh, would not allow them to offer us the same kind of contract going forward. So we saw responses to an RFP and they sort of ran a parallel process looking at building a power plant, a, uh, either a single or dual cycle plant here, somewhere between 350 and $800 million worth of investment, depending on what kind of plant you would decide. Um, long story short, in September of 15, the city council made a decision to start moving towards ERCOT, to transition to ERCOT and to join the power grid that serves today about 26 of 29 million Texans. And we did that because we thought it was, uh, we love the entrepreneurial nature of it. It's, it's in, uh, nearly always less expensive than the power that we buy. Uh, we, we like the fact that if we, if we chose to, or at some point we could opt into the choice model to give our consumers choice again, which we had for many, many years. Uh, and then we, 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 we liked, frankly, we liked the reliability. We, we, we thought that they were making the right kind of investments to take care of summer peaks. And that by the time we got there, they'd be in good shape. We, we got caught off guard a little bit last week with the, um, the, the you know, lack of preparation for the, for the winter weather. Um, I'm glad to know that uh, the governor and the lieutenant governor are both with, with us on this. Uh, we, we, they feel like it needs to be fixed. We feel like it needs to be fixed. We, we've worked with our local delegation, uh, had a long talk with uh, former Mayor Robertson uh, yesterday to make sure I had his perspective because he was there with, you know, he was the mayor when this decision was made. Um, I've had a chance to talk to Congressman Arrington who called and asked for if he could help us in any way. Um, but we feel like the 10th largest economy in the world, which is Texas, um, must have a grid electric grid that's reliable. And I, I believe that uh, 
what you'll see come out of this legislative session is those fixes will be put in place. Not only the plan, but the funding. I think that's most important. And I think Lubbock, by the time we connect later this year, um, we will have the assurance that uh, ERCOT will have the, uh, the reliability that I think we all expect. And, and thank you for that answer too, Mayor, because uh, we, uh, the Chamber has supported the LPNL move to ERCOT and the choice perspective yeah. all along. And uh, we also too uh, have confidence that both uh, our state as well as our local uh, folks will ensure that obviously we stay protected. And that winter weather not just didn't just throw a, a wrench in the works when it comes to our power and water issues, but also our vaccine supplies and uh, several other cities throughout the state of Texas and and uh, are having issues as well. But uh, as far as vaccine doses, we're doing a pretty doggone good job at making sure that we're getting the shots available, both first and second shots for our folks. And that combined with our falling cases and hospital numbers certainly appears to be good news. And so congratulations again on that. Can you update us on the latest in the terms of the city's COVID efforts and how that's going? I can. So we're, we're, we're taping this on uh, Tuesday morning, the 23rd. And in the last 30 minutes, we've found out that we will be, be getting all 14,000 doses of the Moderna vaccine that, that was, was in our backlog. We only got part of our um, allocation last week, and we were concerned about this week. So there were some slowdowns related to the weather and, and shipping. And certainly when you think about shipping something that has to remain cold, you want to make sure when it gets there that they've got electricity to store it. I mean, I understand the, some of the challenges, but that's good news. I would imagine that we will make announcements later today about um, how we'll do our clinics this week. And then again, next week, we got to get caught up. Um, you know, this is a life or death matter. Yes. We need to get these vaccines in arms of West Texans, Lubbockites first, but West, West Texans um, as, as just as soon and safely as possible. And, you know, I'm part of a, I'm a small part of a really good team. Uh, Catherine Wells and her team at the health department, Chief Sean Fogerson and Lubbock Fire and Rescue. And then just as important, the, the, uh, our partners, uh, the, the med school, the health science center, uh, the volunteers from around the community, retired nurses who've come back to help us out on a daily basis, churches. Uh, it's a, it's a remarkable effort and one that I think we can be proud of. Yes, sir. And speaking of Catherine, just wanted to let you and our listeners know that uh, the public health department that is led by Catherine was our, we recognize them as our business of the month because of the help they've done, not only for our community, not just with vaccinations and chasing cases, but also for the help that they've given the business community, allowing us the opportunity to get back to work as quickly as possible. So hey, congratulations well. to Catherine and her crew. That's well-deserved. You know, before we leave this, you, you, meant you started that by talking about last week. I want to brag on our water folks real quick. Um, you've seen water failures around the state. We, we took our water system off the grid a week ago Monday. We took it, we went straight generator. And uh, we, that's for the water, both of the water treatment plants and for the pump stations. It stayed off the grid and we did that. We took it off the grid to give the grid more flexibility to serve our, our electric customers. We, we, it was under pressure. It's about three megawatts that we pulled down. For four days, it ran off the grid. It ran seamlessly off the grid with generator backup. You know, we test those, and, but this was a real, this was a, you know, a real way to, uh, it was a live kind of test. And, you know, 
I'm proud of, of the planning that goes into that because we never skipped a beat with water. I think that's what our citizens expect. It uh, doesn't lead because what leads is where people fail. But I'm proud of uh, our internal team, but really, as you guys know, as well as anybody, we've worked for 25 years. The, the men and women that came before me made a bunch of big decisions about investing in water. Lubbock has a safe, reliable, and relatively affordable water supply. And that's such an important part of our future. Yes, sir. I, I couldn't agree more, Mayor. When I read that the director of water utilities took us off the grid, you know, that seemed like such a wise move in hindsight, um, especially when you read about like hospitals in Austin that didn't even have running water, you know, at the worst of the weather last week. Yeah. So that was incredibly impressive. Um, another issue that we wanted to, to discuss with you is uh, it appears like the city has announced its intention to explore um, updates to the city charter or potential updates to the city charter. And I believe the council will actually be creating a citizens committee to review this issue this week. Besides just some of the updates to, to the language, because it's a 100 year old document, can you talk about some of the topics or issues that the city could be looking at adjusting that might be of interest to the Lubbock voters and tell us a little bit about how that process will work? Sure. So I, I don't want to get ahead of the council. I try not to do that. We will later today consider a, an item to appoint a seven member committee to, to review the charter. I think um, from, from my perspective and based upon what I've heard from the council, there, there are maybe three considerate, big considerations. One is what you alluded to, Kyle, the modernization, sort of a cleanup effort. It's something that the last time we appointed a charter review committee, um, Eddie, 2010, roughly right? About yesterday, 2010. Um, they did a lot of work around uh, modernization of that charter or of our charter never went to the voters. So I think that's first. The other two things I've heard are a discussion around uh, compensation for elected officials. Uh, and the third thing is there's been some discussion about the, may the term of the mayor. As you guys know, the mayoral terms are two years, council members are four years. Um, I think those are the things that will be looked at by that, that committee. We expect that their work will be done in pretty short form. In fact, you'll hear us later today, assuming we appoint the committee, we'll ask them uh, formally to bring their report back to us by the first meeting in June uh, of this year. Uh, that would give us time to consider it and likely put it on the uh, ballot for November. I think if we're gonna appoint this committee and ask them to do good work, that we need to let the citizens have a chance to go ahead and weigh in and, and hopefully, if nothing else, Let's get this. Uh, let's get the uh, the charter modernized. I mean, it's still our charter. Still, I can't remember what they're called now, but Eddie probably remembers. He probably rode one. But remember those bicycles with the big front tire or the the, tri the trikes? You know, at the big front yeah. tire and the two. I mean, those are still called out in in our charter. And uh, um, it, there's a lot of things that need to be cleaned up. And so let's get that part done for sure. And yes, sir. I think. Uh... You'll find out from our survey that we've done, we've gotten over a 10% response, which is good. We're gonna be closing it out so that we can share that information as quickly as possible. And, and a lot of the folks obviously gonna agree with some of the things that we surmise that folks would be interested in. And that's some term limits and, and the reasonable pay, uh, things of that nature. So we're pretty happy about the response that we've gotten. And, uh, and I think it's gonna help y'all see, at least from the chamber business membership part, uh, what they think. I don't know if anybody else has surveyed folks to this degree, but uh, 
we, we do hope that this survey result is going to be in, uh, at least a little bit important for y'all to consider. Yeah, I, I, I'm glad you did it. I, I purposely did not take it um, because I didn't want to get in there. And even though I'm a chamber member, I didn't want to mess with that. I, I think I'm close enough to it as it is. I, by the way, I support term limits. Um, I think that would be uh, I'd, I'd love to see a, a thoughtful uh, approach to that. Uh, but thanks for getting the, the pulse of the, the pulse of the nation, so to speak. In fact, as I uh, as I talked to the, the person who I've asked to chair the committee, the first comment that he made was, I just finished the chamber survey. So, uh, yeah, it's good. good. Well, thank you, sir. Appreciate that. Well, thank you again, Mayor Pope, for being our guest on the Voice of Business podcast this week. And thank you to all of our listeners out there who listen to the podcast, which is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Google Podcasts, as well as now on the Lubbock Avalanche Journal's website. We'll talk to you again next week.